Hey everyone, this is at New York iDoc, aka Dr. Raymondi, aka Dr. Damaris, and welcome to my podcast. Thank you all so, so much for listening and for all the kind messages. I started this podcast to educate people all about eye health and to inspire other optometrists and healthcare professionals so that we could all get excited about the upcoming work week. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. And this is season two, episode six. <laughs> On to our guest. I have been waiting for this day with bated breath. She completed her optometry degree at the Illinois College of Optometry. And she did a residency at the Cincinnati VA MCI Clinic. She's also a fellow of the American Academy of Optometry. And she's been featured in womeninoptometry.com. And you've also seen her on Good Morning Cincinnati Channel 12 local news. And she also opened up her own practice, I Care on the Square. And she works with her two sisters. And she's also a TikTok star. Please welcome Dr. Carly Rose. Yay! Well, thank you. That was quite the introduction. Yay, I have not heard show. myself from that perspective yet. All right, hold oh on a second. Gosh. <laughs> All right, and we're back. So we're feeling like we did too much, but you needed that long introduction, Dr. Rose. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's get right down to it. You are TikTok's number one optometrist standing at this as of this morning, 49,500 followers. Yeah, that I don't is know. incredible. How did you discover optometry? Did you always uh, have an inclination towards it? Like as a kid, did you know you wanted to do this? No, I actually didn't. Um, you touched on, I work with my two sisters. My older sister is also an optometrist. So she was in optometry school when I was in undergrad trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I went through all kinds of different, uh, my first thought was OBGYN and then the malpractice and the, the scary side of OB-GYN scared me away. And then I thought about dental. And for some reason, my college advisor, he went to a year of dental school and hated it. So he <laughs> was on a mission to tell every student oh not to go. And I don't know why I listened to him, but I did. And I was around in circles. And then I went to my sister and I was like, would this be crazy if we were both eye doctors? Is this redundant is what we were worried about. And um now we're glad we did because we can bounce case ideas off of each other. We've gone to see, we go to CE a lot together, but we actually s promised ourselves that we'd never work together. And then here we are, all three of us working together. So it's funny how things work out, how they're supposed to. Did your college advisor, th he like completed dental school and then left because it was too much? No, he only did a year. He did his oh, first okay. year and dropped out and hated it. Oh my God. <laughs> I think I shadowed a dentist when I was like an undergrad trying to discover things. And I said, mm -hmm. no way. <laughs> yeah. I think I probably would have liked it because there are so many parallels to optometry, but I don't know why I listened to him. <laughs> <laughs> he was, his mission was successful. I mean, Hey, you know, this is, it's pretty amazing to work with your family. How is that like? So you guys it promised is. you would never work with each other, but yep, And here like, we are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was, it's funny because 
when we started working together, she owned the office and she was, I believe going on a honeymoon, not a honeymoon, sorry, like a wedding anniversary trip. I'm pretty sure is what they were doing. They went to her and her husband went to Ireland for uh, about a week or so. And she wanted me to fill in to, um, so that her office didn't have to close. And the idea going into that was that it was very temporary just for her vacation and she would come back and I would leave. And then at that point I was already credentialed. I was on payroll and we kind of looked at each other like, would this be crazy? Should I just stay on a day a week and try to build this thing and see what happens? And so that was almost three years ago and I stayed on a day a week and I always knew I wanted to own my own office. I tried to buy an office in optometry school. I tried to buy a bill. I've tried to buy so many different offices that would just fall through every like for different reasons. And she was burnt out on the back end side and wanted more patient care. And I have been wanting to own this whole time. So I convinced her to let me buy her out and it that process took a while and then here we are it was april of 18 it it was finalized and she stayed on as an associate and i took over and it's been pretty great and then that about a year ago we brought our third sister on she is a graphic designer and she was working at a have you, do you guys have Kroger, the grocery store? No, we don't have Kroger, but I heard of it. Okay. So she was working at Kroger corporate and then she was working at a really big local brewery doing design. And I had all of these things I wanted her to do like business cards or I, the website got a total, we just redid the entire website and she has a daughter and a full-time job at the time, and she just couldn't do all the things I wanted her to do. So I drafted her an offer letter with an expiration date <laughs> as oh my- to work. And so it, that one took me a couple months to convince her to quit her secure corporate job to come work for basically a little tiny mom-and-pop startup. And so that was a little bit of a gamble, but that has worked out well, and it's been just beautiful. I think it works the best because we're never, besides office meetings, we're never there together. So Aaron and I, that's Dr. Cartwright, we do split shifts. So I'll do Wednesday. She does Thursday. We're never actually there together. And then Taylor is not in, I don't know if you read this, but our office is 750 square feet. Yes. Super Mm -hmm. small. You probably empathize in New York in New York (laughs) yeah exactly but in the Midwest (laughs) that's like microscopic so it is beneficial for us to never be there together because there's not enough room for all of us and it's a beautiful website all of you guys check it out icareonthesquare.com there's beautiful moving images it's so calming I've gone on it a few times now she did a fantastic job right she did such a great job She's so great with it. Is she also like, I think the two of you are, are on Instagram at I care on the square. Yes. So she does all of the wall posts because she makes them look beautiful. And then we tag team the stories and we tag team Facebook. Facebook's obviously a lot slower. That's more for like events. But no, we tag team Insta. You have, have had many events I've seen. What was the last event that you did have at your practice? Um, We did a dry eye event with Johnson and Johnson. 
And in a couple, I'm very excited about this. In a couple weeks, we're doing an OD only event in our office. And I'm real. we're going to do a CE workshop on like hands-on dry eye tools. So Lipaflow, IPL, new lids. I'm super excited about that one. But as you can imagine, in 750 square feet, we can really only get a few people in there. So they're always intimate, except um, in the summer is our anniversary. And we every year do anniversary parties. And last year it got so big that we opened it up to our back parking lot and we had like a bounce house and a band and a food oh truck. God. And yeah, so we have a lot of fun, but in the winter month. Oh, I love it. You guys are always having so much fun. And you uh, kindly sent me a postcard from I Care on the Square. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever getting mail just from, yes. from Cincinnati. From Thank the internet. So much. Yeah. I tell people this all the time, and I'm interested to see what you think about this, because there's a lot of negative press about optometry. There's the online sales and insurance reimbursement going down. And from the OD side, there's a lot of negativity, I feel like. But I'm excited because I feel like there's so much emerging technology and we can go in any direction that we want. And the Internet makes all of that possible. And I think it's the best time to be in the eye world. So I'd love to hear your opinion on that. Yeah. I feel the same way as well. Yeah. It's all about authenticity, as you know, right? Mm -hmm. And it's about Mm -hmm. like educating the public about what we do. And, you know, I think we both do a really great job at it, but it is exciting. There's so much more to eyes than just like glasses and even like seeing you showing off your different frames. I get excited about it and I'm sure patients do as well. And with all of the online sales, there are still the people out there that want quality and they want the service and the fitting. So I don't think that's ever going to go away. I think a lot of people are scared it'll go away, but I don't think the art of opticianry, but I don't think it'll ever go away because there's still always going to be a demand for quality frames. Absolutely. It's custom made. And I think about it in the way of like dollar menu McDonald's versus mm-hmm. Michelin star. They can all mm-hmm. coexist very nicely. They have their roles. Yeah. People do break yep. their glasses and they probably need something for like a day, but that's just going to hold them off until they come on in and see one of us. Offering patients the choice. They should have the choice of where they go. They should totally. And speaking about different treatments that we can do, let's talk a little bit more about Lipaflow and the IPL and all the dry eye treatments. When did you start that? So, uh, like I said, it'll be two years in April that I bought the office, and I bought the Lipaflow just a couple months after oh, opening. Wow. I've all I've always loved it. I love dry eye. I have dry eye. Cincinnati doesn't have a ton of dry eye options. So if I want treatment myself, I basically have to invest in the technology and get it running because. The closest one was Northern Kentucky before this. So so we were the first to get LipaFlow and, and LipaScan. We're the first to get IPL. Cincinnati's a little bit barren on the dry eye world. So we're trying to make it happen because it's it's huge. It's, it's about to be a really big deal. All the kids on TikTok on their screens and no one's blinking and no one's eating enough fish and nobody's doing lid hygiene. And it's it's going to be an epidemic. Absolutely. And that brings us to the TikTok video that put you on the map. I absolutely loved it. You said something about it's midnight right now. And I know you're not blinking. This is how you should blink. Tell us like what, mm-hmm. what inspired that? 
You know, it's so funny because the videos that go viral, I don't, there's no, I don't get the TikTok algorithm. I do not understand because. The, the, the algorithm videos, gets you though. <laughs> the videos that I think are just going to be like, let me throw this up real quick just for, you know, Gary V posts a million times a day. So let me just throw this one up and this one up and this one up. But this is the one I've thought about all day. And one I think about and put all my energy into those flops. It's the ones that I just randomly throw up thinking like, oh, yeah, I could talk about that real quick. Those are the ones that go nuts. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand. I do not understand it. I think about that post is that it was an original sound. It was something really helpful. And like you said, dry eye and the root of most dry eye nowadays, which is the lack of blinking. It's something Mm -hmm. that you watch people. They don't blink while they're on their phones. So you just really hit a message that was incredibly relatable to every single person who was on TikTok at midnight because that's when you're on the <laughs> at midnight. Mm-hmm. Every night at midnight, that video gets another little boost. <laughs> it's like the TikTok algorithm knows to drop it at midnight. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let's talk a little bit about Gary V. I know you and I both listen to him and like all the advice he says. At first, I didn't like him. What I love how he says that every single industry you're in, no matter what it is, you need to put value out there and you need to, you know, Mm -hmm. constantly be educating, educating, you know, your your audience and everybody who's going to benefit from what you have to say. How has Gary V like uh, changed your whole social media game in terms of optometry? I know it's pretty powerful. So I, thankfully, I've never had a victim mentality. I mean, maybe when I was an angry middle schooler, but in my adult life, I haven't had a victim mentality to where if I want something, I go work for it. And if I don't have something, it's on me. I completely connected with Gary V's message on that. But one thing I didn't realize is I almost had a victim mentality for optometry in general. So There's a lot of ODMD battle, especially in Ohio, Chicago. When I went to school in Chicago, I feel like that was a lot better. I also did residency, or I'm sorry, an externship in Colorado, and there was a lot better ODMD relations. Cincinnati, we have a lot of new blood, OD and MD. So the older generation, there's some battling, but the younger generation, it's a lot better But I always had a victim mentality on ODs, right? So I felt we were attacked when we probably weren't. Or I would just say, well, we don't have the lobbying dollars in Congress to pass the laws that we need, which is true. But I would always tell patients, I would give my spiel about, for example, you've been talking about this a lot lately. Kids need their first eye exam between six to 12 months. No one knows mm-hmm. that. And I always chalk it up to the fact that optometrists don't have a lot of commercial dollars. We can't put ads out there. We can't go buy lunch for pediatricians to tell them. We don't have the money to spread the awareness. Well, that is completely flipped on its head with social media now. Social media gives us the opportunity to say whatever we need to say for zero dollars. So that's really exciting to me with Gary V and social media and using it for good and spreading the messages that we need to spread. I need an applause button right now. We're just going to add an applause and a standing <laughs> ovation because you are absolutely right. Everybody uh, thinks like, oh, you know, there's the big guys out there. But I'm sure you've heard Gary V say this. 
when is the last time that anybody has seen a TV commercial, including our 60 year old parents? They have not. So everybody's on their phones and we all have a chance at getting on the feed. And even if you have a small business or, or, you know, you think that you don't have that many followers, if you're bringing value, like you are, and I am too, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the both, Mm -hmm. that gets up the message of it's way more authentic. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's really cool. And it's so exciting to think about what's going to happen in the next five years. It's wild. No, absolutely. And then thinking about having you on, I had this like unpopular opinion and I wanted to hear what you, what your thoughts were on this. There's a lot of like pre-made social media packages. And the more that I see Mm -hmm. you and I like putting out our own original content, I don't think there's enough of that being said in optometry. I don't think anybody should be having like pre-made templates for social media. Cause then when you go through the hashtags, you just see a hundred of the same thing. What do you think about right. that? No. social media kits? So before I purchased the office and actually a couple years before my sister, Aaron hired a social media manager and it was just a total flop. <laughs> it was not authentic. Some of the stuff he put up, we were like, what? that goes against what we're saying. You have to take it down immediately. So it's important. And I think that we all as business owners realize the value of social media, but it's kind of a scary world to jump into. It's like public speaking. It is like public speaking to the world. So it's scary to put your face out there. I'll never forget how much I was sweating my first story, my first live, my first I've done some talks and every time I hit submit on the lecture, I get sweaty because it makes you nervous. But um, if you want it to be done right, you've just got to do it yourself because the patients you're trying to reach are going to build trust if they hear your voice versus somebody that you're paying. And it's obvious it looks different. And you're right. There are a ton of companies out there offering to do it. And that shows that there's value there but it's the easy way out and you'll never get anywhere doing the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is so true. It is the easy way out and outsourcing it. Just, I think Gary V says that too. It doesn't work. You have to pick mm-hmm. up that phone and do it yourself. And mm-hmm. back to the authenticity, back to it, uh, creating more of a change and more of a value. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. I mean, you're oh, yeah. putting your face out there to get berated by all these 12 year olds, but Every, I just think every mean comment is just boosting my algorithm. So keep on coming. <laughs> yeah. How did that feel when you woke? Did you wake up to those million views or how was that? <laughs> yeah. I woke up that next day and I text my friend and I said, well, it went viral, but I'm still really poor. So when, <laughs> when are you supposed to get TikTok famous and rich? Oh my God. Uh, still got to go to work. You know what? You're setting the foundation for the future. Once things get too saturated, it's just you're there. So, you know, again, just like and your public speaking skills are so good, too. So you just got to keep doing it. You're doing a great job. Yeah, thank you. I actually that seed got planted in my head. in I think 2012, I was um, shadowing. Have you heard of Dr. Karpecki in Kentucky? I have. Okay. He's like, yes, he's wonderful. But I was down there shadowing him and he was like, you know, um, you've got some really good questions. You should look into being a speaker. And I was like, never, 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 never. 
And then a few years later, I was thinking about what he said, like, huh, maybe I should. No, never, never, never. And then here I am. So you were afraid of public speaking? Like, did you get nervous before? Oh, yeah. It's miserable. Absolutely miserable. It is a solid fear in me, just like most of the world. But it's important. So it reaches so many more people than one-on-one in the exam room. So I'll keep doing it. And do you do CE lectures too? I think I saw something like that online. Yeah, I do. I did in the fall. I lo- I lectured to local optometrists and at Academy, I did a Gonia workshop and I, um, in a couple weeks, like I said, we're, ho- we're hosting CE at our office. Mm-hmm. And then I've submitted a couple more rounds for Academy that we'll see what happens if they get accepted or not. For Nashville? Yeah. Are you going to be oh there? I am going to be there. Well, we're going to have to meet up in real life. I need to practice my renegade dance. I And we need to, we need to do yeah. that together. <laughs> Done. Done. That's a hard Amazing. one. I, I don't, I can't. I just watch it like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what's coming thing. next, but to actually get your body to do it, that's a different story. In terms of uh, teaching everyone about this, you're so passionate about it. And it, again, it clearly comes through. But uh, we'd like to learn, us, our listeners are really interested in dry eye. We know a bit about LipaFlow, but tell us more about IPL if you could. How does okay. that work? LipaFlow. So I look at dry eye as obviously this global picture. There are a ton of different causes and everyone has a few of their own individual causes. So you have to figure out what's causing that one person's dry eye and fix all of them. I picture it like if you're in a boat and there's a ton of holes in the bottom of the boat, you can't just plug one of the holes. You've got to find the patient's holes, plug them all at one time or you're not going to get anywhere. So LipaFlow is one of the holes. Um, Everyone has about 60 to 80 oil glands per eye. And the goal of the oil glands is to easily squeeze out liquid oil with the gentle force of a blink. So if they get clogged enough to where the force of a blink is not going to squeeze it out, then those oil glands can start off. So we've got to get them open. If I see a patient in my chair that has clogged oil glands, we will touch on heat, blink exercise, lid wash, and um, let's see, tears as needed, fish oil. But LipaFlow is a 12-minute in-office bilateral procedure that gets all of the oil glands open at one time. So it is, it's definitely the gold standard for opening those obstructions. LipaFlow, you have to fix what caused the obstructions in the first place. So then you still have to do the fish oil supplements, hot compresses, blink exercises, and lead washes to maintain the procedure success. That gets me thinking. So you do still use fish oil. So do you think that the DREAM study was perhaps not the most uh, appropriate study to be done? uh, Yes. I'm a humongous fish oil fan. And they compared it to olive oil. That's not an accurate uh, placebo. I was going to say, people don't really, like, <laughs> eat olive oil. So if you add, on, add it on to a diet, it's going to have beneficial effects. Do something. Absolutely. And I'm a huge quality fish oil. So, for example, um, the A-RED study ruled that it wasn't effective because they weren't using the right kind of fish oil. You have to have the right kind of fish oil and the right amount of fish oil for it to be effective. 
And I have those long conversations about that with my patients because that's everything. Totally. What What is a quality fish oil, if you could disclose? Yeah, and there's um, debate among mm-hmm. the eye world, but my opinion is a triglyceride backbone, not ethyl ester fish oil. And then I want EPA and DHA to be around 2,000 a day. So that is the quality Nordic Naturals, PRN, mm-hmm. Fortify. Fortify is made by an optometrist, which I love. Fortify? I don't think Fortify, I've heard of- yes. So Fortify is my favorite. So I don't, am I allowed to say that? I don't really know. Yes, you are. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is a hobby. Okay. <laughs> and so- we're controversial around here. So yeah. I'm not your getting favorite? paid. Hey, Fortify, if you want to sponsor my TikToks. <laughs> um, Anyway, it is made by an optometrist, and they have a whole line of products, but PRN held a patent on the distillation process to get high enough, and that patent went up over the summer. So as of this summer, Fortify has been around for a while, but they just launched a high enough product. So before their Omegas, you, you would just have to take a few. Now they can get over two grams in two pills instead of four to five or PRN was always three to four pills. So it's less pills, higher concentration, same quality. They're even made in the same plant in Norway. So the quality's there, the quantity's there, and the price point's much better. So that's been my go-to all day long. Awesome. This does sound like a good TikTok video about getting, you know, you dancing in the Whole Foods aisle or something like that, right? (laughs) Right, right. All right. Awesome. I'm, I love hearing about uh, different optometry things. So I love hearing about Fortified. I'm going to have to look into it. Let's talk about IPL because that seems to be all the rage. Do some states, they can't do it, but you can do it in Ohio? We can do it in Ohio. Some states are weird. Some states mm-hmm. classify it as a laser versus light pulsing. So it IPL stands for intense pulse light. And it's been in dermatology for around 30 years. So we know the safety protocols there is very, very safe. But what derms were realizing was that, for example, the rosacea patients, after so many rounds of treatment, came back and said, you know what, my dry eye seems better. And about within the last decade, they started figuring out why that was happening. So the pulse light basically cauterizes these inflammatory blood vessels that bring inflammation to the surface of the eye, which we all can agree that inflammation is the root cause of most disease, including dry eye for sure. So if you get rid of the inflammation and you get rid of the obstructions and you fix what caused the inflammation and you fix what caused the obstructions, you're going to make a whole lot of people really happy. Are there other like secondary uses for IPL? Have you used it on a Shalazian? No, I haven't, but that is a hot area too. I've seen a lot of people doing targeted isolated lid treatment to get rid of these stubborn hordeolums and Shalazians. And it looks very promising. This is all fairly new in the eye world, I'd say over the last couple of years. So I cannot Mm -hmm. imagine what is coming down the pipeline. That's true. It is exciting. I have had, so this is funny. I, I work in the East Village and I have had two models come in distraught mm-hmm. over like a hordeolum. And, you know, for if you weren't a model and you didn't have your photo taken that up close, it might not have been a big deal. Right. But then I'm, I thought about it and I'm like, okay, the camera's going to be like an inch from your face. So yeah. I referred them over to an MD who was doing it at the time. I don't know if yeah. they're doing it anymore, but there weren't that many 
this was like two years ago. There weren't that many eye care professionals doing it, but there are right. a lot more now. Mm-hmm. No, it's very exciting. And it, dry eye is our disease to treat. Interventions, it's all lifestyle and procedural and uh, pharmaceutical. So absolutely more disease to own. Yes. And it's becoming such a, like you said, it's becoming an epidemic. And mm-hmm. do you know how Gary V talks about the AR contact lenses all the time? that are coming down and then there was it was also announced last week yeah Mm -hmm. have you heard of that so what that got me thinking is that we need to prime everyone's ocular surface because there's (laughs) going to be people who won't be able to wear it I didn't even think about that that's so accurate and who knows well refractive surgeries and cataract surgeries we have to fix all of this before they get to the surgery centers so much lid notching that I saw yesterday a lot of a uh, instant mm-hmm. tear break of time and in the kiddos too you know right it's no it's crazy we have a few teenagers that are just end stage dry eye they're already in dt1s and they can barely tolerate them it's it's a oh, big man. deal it's a big deal do they uh how are their glands looking like through your lip gone span? just gone gone yes. what was the youngest that you've seen that it's been like gone we're monitoring pretty closely a 10-year-old right now who's been on antihistamines her whole life and, you know, screens. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I know. And you're just keeping people on the screens even longer with your fun TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Job security, right? Yeah, totally. Well, uh, where can, else can our listeners find you? So you're on Instagram and you're on TikTok. I didn't say your TikTok username, at Dr. Rose. So Dr. D-O-C-T-O-R-R-O-S-E. Yeah. Where can we find you? Um, well, Instagram's I Care on the Square. Mm-hmm. Our website is icareonthesquare.com. Our Facebook is I Care on the Square. And this year, our goal is to put out a podcast like you. We already have a couple recorded, but I'm going to release a few of them at one time. And so that'll come. I'll announce that later. And then we're also hoping this year to start a YouTube so we'll yes. see. Lots I, of things coming. Who ended up saying it? Not Gary V, but somebody else said that uh, all the other big fish, they're getting really quiet. They're getting mm-hmm. comfortable and they just don't see what's coming. The landscape of our career, I think, will be vastly different in five years. If we record another podcast in five years, <gasps> it'll be totally different. This is an amazing thing that we're all doing that you're doing too. Can you imagine like future generations, like just seeing you there and like, oh, that's what, that's what Dr. Carly was like when she was, when she was young and, and an amazing TikTok (laughs) celebrity. (laughs) Yeah. It's exciting. Speaking about future generations, do you have any words of wisdom for our younger listeners who are about to graduate? Because we got a lot of them on here. Yeah, I. Honestly, and actually, I didn't mention this either. I have a couple um, talks set up to go to some optometry schools to talk to their private practice clubs, because that is another area where I feel pretty passionate. There's a lot of, I guess my word of wisdom summarized is there's a lot of negativity if you don't listen to it. And then you use the competition of things like online sales or low insurance reimbursement to get creative that's really exciting. So that's what I get driven the most about is how to make this the best time ever to practice versus the scariest worst time like most of our career or profession things. Keep on evolving, keep on changing and 
keep on putting content out every day, right? Exactly. Exactly. It's hard, but we're doing it. We're and you're doing a great job on it. And I, I love that Same we've been to able you. to connect too. And that's another beautiful part of it. The community, it's uh you find what you look for, like you said. You don't focus on the negativity, but you can find other optometrists who are also just as excited and want to have just as much fun with everything that we do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Are you going to be at Vision Expo? I'm not, and I really no. want to. I know. I know. I really want to. That's soon, right? Yeah, it's in the end of March. Yeah, I think it's the same weekend. I'm actually on the books to talk at a uh, school that Friday and then it's also my nephew's birthday so gotta stay close all right that's so exciting well thank you so much for taking your time to do this and my pleasure thank you for having me yeah and I'll catch you on social media later (laughs) yeah sounds great I'll talk to you soon 